0: You're listening to Flipping Tables on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Hey, welcome to episode 130 of Flipping Tables. I'm sorry, whose voice is this? Who am I hearing? <laughs> um, I'm returning host. I'm back with the show, finally. I'm Michael Edwards. And I am David Lyons. And uh, before we get into this stuff, uh, as always, we, uh, we have a Reddit community. You can uh, leave comments and talk, and uh, it's been going pretty well. I mean, we have a couple of more enthusiastic listeners, but uh, I really enjoy all, all the comments going on.
1: We got a patron out of it. Yeah. You'll get to find out about who it is at the end of the show.
0: <laughs> so you can find the, the Reddit community, which we have a new post for every single episode, so we can have a sort of a localized discussion. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash flipping tables, and uh, we'll be active in there, so if you if you have a question or you want to tell us we're wrong, uh, we'll we'll be happy to give you a rebuttal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you... We're at Comic-Con, and I've been waiting like three weeks to talk about Pokemon Go. But before any of that, (laughs) I have a thing from way back like a month ago when we talked about iOS and my general disenchantment with it uh, that I cannot believe I somehow forgot, which is, what the hell is wrong with the App Store?
0: Yeah, that (laughs) it's some weird combination of... It's like, it feels like a, a bad iTunes web view. I, I feel like I just want to blame Eddie <laughs> Q's team for all the worst software at Apple. Because he's, he's the iTunes team, he's the Apple Music team and the app store until recently. Um, Phil Schiller's in charge now, but go ahead. What, what's your, what, where are the paper cuts? So,
1: so th- no, these are not paper cuts.
0: <laughs> okay. Where are the showstoppers? <laughs>
1: yeah. These are, there's a lot of things about iOS where I'm like, well, if I'm sure if I put up with this long enough, I'd get used to it. Just like I did with Android, just like, you know, back when I used windows. But these are, here, here are the three main problems. Um, you open the app store And you see that you have some updates or you get notified that you have some updates, depending on how your notification settings are. And you press update all and just like things, maybe like (laughs) sometimes the little update will turn into the like the loading circle with the stop button. And then it'll turn into that and then immediately turn back into the word update. Yeah, it's like
0: winding around. Yeah, she's like,
1: ah, just (laughs) kidding. I'm not really going to update.
0: Or I secretly was already updating and I'm halfway done. I'm suddenly going to (laughs) jump to, I was already doing this, but but you're pretending that you want to tell me to do it now.
1: Yeah, not real clear user feedback. Um, Other times, I've just specifically said, okay, I care about this app updating, so I'll just update this one. And the button will just literally not respond. Like, there is no user feedback to indicate that I have pressed the button.
0: So I have a, a related uh, downloads-related complaint. Have you, you've never had the joy of like buying a movie through iTunes?
1: Uh, I think I got like one movie through iTunes for free once, like okay. three years ago.
0: <laughs> so I have an Apple TV. So sometimes I'm redeeming like free codes. Like my friend buys a Blu-ray and he's like, "Hey, right, I'm not going to use the digital oh, copy. Yeah. So
1: you get like some sixteen-digit. And
0: there's this weird habit where once you have a new purchase. Uh, when you open iTunes on your Mac, it's really wants to download that new movie for you. <laughs> and I really am never gonna watch that movie on my uh, I my, my computer. Right. I'm yeah, gonna this, stream this it. This is to an my, Apple
1: T V thing entirely, yeah.
0: But Trying to get iTunes to stop trying to download it is a multi-step process that you're you're like, I'm never getting this time back. Like you can't just stop it. Like the next time you open iTunes is gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna get your movie. Uh, you have to like delete the download. So anyway. So literally the exact
1: opposite problem. <laughs> yeah, We're like, no, please stop. Stop, <laughs> stop downloading for me. So that that's that's the main and all of these things update eventually. My problem is, I'm sure some people will be like, well, you can just wait till the bits are pushed to you. It's not that big of a deal. But that's not the point. The point is there's a button in the interface for me to decide I want to update. And the interface goes, no, <laughs> and I don't like that. Just don't put the button yeah. there if you're not going to let me decide. Or if
0: you ever like downloaded a new app and then you go to your home screen and it's got this weird grid empty icon for a while
1: my iPad has had that for the Reddit app for like six months <laughs> and the app works but it's just like graph paper where the icon should be
0: yeah and I've, I've found like I'll have to do like a power cycle and then like the app store will sort itself out usually but I, I don't want to have to reboot my phone yeah, to update an app <laughs> no I I, f- I fully agree with this yeah.
1: severe problem yeah. so that that's the first one that I noticed because I mean that was there since day one And what seems like it has gotten worse as time has gone on is I will open the app store and you apparently have a little quirky workaround for this, but I'll open it because I want to download something and I will press on search and I will type words and then white box. (laughs) There's the Chrome at the very top. There's the Chrome at the very bottom and the entire content area is just stark white no loading icon no indicator no no progress bar across the top and i let it one time i was like okay i'm gonna let it sit for like six full minutes
0: no it's not doing anything no
1: nothing is happening or worse it thinks it's done and it has just drawn no user interface (laughs)
0: Um, i've seen this happen on my ipad pro on my phone i'm on the ios 10 beta it still happens um so if you were hoping that this would be fixed this fall (laughs) probably not um, the workaround in case someone's experiencing this and like wants to survive <laughs> on it, wants to download an app is I go back to the featured tab and then I search from there and then it seems to work. Um,
1: which makes like no sense.
0: And it just forces it like, to refresh the UI or something. I, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Some, some quirky <laughs> bug. And then the, the extension of this. So the, I guess I, I don't have three problems. I have two and a half <laughs> problems with the app store is, uh, I mean, the search is terrible. Like the search is so bad. I'm not even going to bother to There's lots talk of about that name
0: hijacking. So you, you search Twitter and all these yeah. sh- apps, yeah, show up.
1: <laughs> tons of total garbage. Um, but I would click on a direct link, right? So I'm on like some, some apps website or something. And they say like, Oh, Hey, go check out our app in the store. And then the whole app store would just load white. So it's like it's not it, – this isn't just a search problem, even though search is a problem, right? This is actually a, like, the UI and, – and you really can't get up at your conference and talk about how many apps are in the App Store when I can't get any of them.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a fundamental break. Um, yeah, I just feel like the, the whole – even though on certain metrics their App Store infrastructure is, like, admirable, like, they are – Whatever numbers you want to talk about of downloads and like what they're doing, but then on the other hand, there's just some serious broken shit. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really bad. The Eddie Q team, man. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's Get other there, there's <laughs> other corners of Apple that need some work. I mean, their entire iCloud web interface is pretty worthless. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> which I mean, I don't even. I don't. I don't even. iCloud Mail is not that. a serious web
0: client. Yeah. <laughs> It looks, like, cartoony, too. It's, like, weirdly really? white space. It's just, like, way too much padding on everything. And
1: Oh, it's got, like, the, was that eight or seven? So seven. seven. It's, it's like, a-
0: seven era. so the thinnest lines ever.
1: <laughs> the thinnest, lightest UI. <laughs> you would think all those executives are getting older. You would think, like, somebody shows up with these razor-thin magenta colored dividing lines and that they'd be like i can't see anything this just all looks white (laughs) is there anything even in this app i can't even see your app so i'm fully expecting sometime in the fall to move back to uh a nexus i'm fingers big time crossed like i love this hardware but i'm just i'm not ios is not my daily driver i gave it a very solid chance and i am i am quite sure that i'm fed up with it and it's extra frustrating because susan has my 5x like that's her her now phone and she'll do something on it and like we're sitting side by side on the couch or like she's you know in the the chair across the room and she'll do something and i'm like i used to be able to do that (laughs) look at how easily that worked
0: well and like To your point about the App Store, like one of the things about Android that if Apple stole this feature would completely mitigate the pain of all the crappy App Store app is to be able to go in a web browser from any machine signed into your account and just say, I want this app to go to my phone. And that's like... I can't even remember a time when that wasn't possible on Android. (laughs)
1: It's been a long time. And
0: it makes so much sense. And especially if you're going to install a lot of stuff, it's so nice to just be like, you know, say you set up a new phone you didn't want to restore from a backup or something. You could just look at your purchase history and be like, yep, 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 yep. Which I've done because between like setting up,
1: you know, like Sue's phone or like we have a tablet that we share, my old Nexus 7 or like when I get a new phone, it's really nice to be able to do that. And the other... (laughs) This is this this is whiny. Okay, I'll, I'll admit right off the bat, this is going to sound very nitpicky, but if I am reading about an app that I want to download, there's a really good chance I'm sitting at my desk and that I'm on my laptop, and it's really it was really cool on Android to just be like, I don't have time to screw with this right now. But the next time I pick up my phone, I just want it to be there waiting for me. (laughs) But instead, with iOS, I either have to stop what I'm doing and download it right that second, which, again, I admit this is not a huge deal. It's a very champagne problem. Or I have to, like, leave myself a reminder, like, check out this app later. And it just feels, so comparatively, compared to the Android way, it just feels so inefficient. Well, and
0: it's it's mind-boggling because the at least half the infrastructure functionality to do this is already in place because there's a setting that says, if I get an app on my phone, auto deliver it to my iPad, which yes. I never use because I really don't have the same things I want on the different. I mean, there's some overlap, but mostly it's like, no, this like fancy drawing app I don't need on my phone. Cause I'm <laughs> never going to, I don't yeah. even have a method of input I care about <laughs> for the phone. But they they have that so how how far of a stretch is it to just give us a button on the web? I mean, presumably they already have it, web views of all the apps because yes. they're search results. Yes,
1: presumably this is a private API call that they could just hook into their store. <laughs> like they don't even need to expose this to third parties. Their store app just needs to have a button next to like a dropdown. It's like here are I, all your iOS devices. Yep. Which oh man I don't. <laughs> This seems like such a no brainer. And again, of my completely valid complaints, I admit this is like the nitpickiest one, but there are times where I, I know I've forgotten apps and as a, a, a wannabe GT deer where I try and like do the brain dump, If I don't make like a task to download this app, which feels like a stupid thing to do, (laughs) then for the rest of the day, I'm just like, what did I want to do on my phone? And I hate that feeling. (laughs) Like, I've gotten pretty good about documenting stuff, but every once in a while, I feel like, oh, this is too stupid to document. Like, I don't really need to play with this dumb camera app or whatever. So, I mean, again, champagne problems. I get that. But there's no excuse for this like this is not only is this a solved problem in terms of what the user experience for this should be like but apple probably already has the machinery in place to do this
0: when they they seem to have some institutional pride and in caring about user experience which they carry through in a lot of other areas but man if you have that pride you gotta deal with this
1: <laughs> own it so that uh, that was, I've been waiting like a month, I don't know, since last time yeah. we talked about this to get this out, so... Thank you. It was very therapeutic <laughs> for me. So that now that that's off my chest, what we really need to talk about is Comic-Con, because oh my God, you went to Comic-Con. And more importantly, you were there to show off your movie. You weren't just like some yeah.
0: tourist. So I want to start off like completely grateful and thankful and that it was super awesome to get to show our movie. <laughs> now here come the complaints. <laughs> um, and I could talk about that. We had a good screening. Uh, so Comic-Con has an independent film festival. It's a... Uh, kind of divorced from the main convention so there's like the san diego convention center is just like this it's probably not a mile long but it's a really long convention center
1: i was actually there not too long ago it is really long and it's
0: several football fields yeah and
1: it's all in a straight line like it's not a big square building it's like a line
0: yeah um And then, like, there's surrounding, like, you know, it's right up against the water in San Diego, and there's, like, these big fancy hotels. There's a Hilton, there's a Marriott, there's some other ones, a a Hyatt, um... I don't know any other giant hotel brands. <laughs> I think um, that might be all. Of and them. so the film festival was in one of the neighboring hotels, which was like right next to the convention center. But again, we're talking about multi football field long Yeah. Yeah, it's center. like going
1: from casino to casino in Vegas. They're next yeah, door. You're like, I'm
0: at the next <laughs> casino. <laughs> you can see it, yeah, because it's huge, but you it's know. probably miles. Um and so um and there were there were some other like Comic Con y things in that hotel, but it was like Nintendo had their big like playhouse center in that hotel too. So there was reasons people would wander over. I did not know Nintendo had a Comic Con booth. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Um I don't to my knowledge, they didn't have any sessions, but they they had a presence and Square <laughs> Enix and um blizzard which that makes sense um yeah well i mean i was sort of making fun of the whole thing because you know joking about like none of this is comic related (laughs) like oh you know oliver stone's snowden film is screening at comic-con you know your favorite comic book edward snowden's (laughs) story
1: edward snowden superhero
0: um so so anyway we had we had a screening and there's probably 50 people which i'm super thankful like People showed up. Uh, the The room we were in probably could see a hundred, maybe one hundred and thirty. Um,
1: but I mean, just with the size of that place, the num the sheer number of things a person could have been doing at that moment. Yeah, and they're like, I want to go see this movie. Which,
0: to my chagrin, I'm, I'm a big Buckaroo Banzai fan, just for that strange '80s movie. And there was a like a, a cast gathering session um, at the same time as our screening. So I was <laughs> so like, did you skip
1: your own screening. I wanted to. <laughs>
0: um you've seen it <laughs> and then right after our screening but too soon for us to really get in line and attend was uh the mystery science theater reunion reboot like session
1: oh they're rebooting that with the original people they
0: did a kickstarter and they they were looking for two million and they raised almost six million dollars i believe that <laughs> the show was awesome and uh the the original creator Joel Hodgson believes this is like a, a franchise thing where you need a new generation to host it because it's mm. the concepts that matters not the original people that's fair and so he's got Felicia Day, Patton Oswalt and uh I think the the new victim that has to watch the movies uh, I forget his name he wasn't someone I recognized but um Joel Hodgson talked about like I wanted him to pick who got to be Crow and Tom Servo cuz I wanted him <laughs> to feel like it was his team going in and he would be totally comfortable like owning this. Nice. Um,
1: yeah, this is someone who understands what made their thing successful. Yeah. And isn't getting bogged down in the yeah, wrong details. Yeah, trying to pass the
0: torch and like ensure that it remains. And he, he said retroactively like I realized if this Kickstarter had failed horribly, it could have kind of ruined the brand like it would have like proven that no one gives a <laughs> about this anymore. That's true. (laughs) Um, But since it was wildly successful, it kind of proved, oh yeah, people do love this. Um, So yeah, Um, (laughs) Comic-Con. So our screening aside, that was was great, totally thankful, totally wonderful to be part of it. Um, Now the bitching. (laughs) Well, let's let's start with, you know, not the convention, but San Diego. So my oldest brother, Matt, lives in San Diego. I've been to San Diego several times. Um, San Diego weather in late July... Is hot as hell and humid as hell.
1: I mean, you're right on the water. Yeah, San Diego isn't like oh, it's near the water. Like everything is water.
0: Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and so, man, trying to <laughs> <laughs> just anytime like if you want to get lunch, like the only things in Comic Con are like pizza and nachos. It's like very nerd yeah, corn, corn
1: dogs. I'm sure very like disgusting popcorn, greasy food.
0: Ugh. And everything downtown is expensive, but and you got to walk to it. Um, so one of the challenges I faced, and I think this will be a good topic to see because you travel more than me now with your, your job of the past year or more. True. Um, is I knew when I was landing that My my oldest brother is still working, and my brothers, my other brother Justin's in L.A., so he wasn't going to join us till the next day, and so I knew there was going to be a whole day where you know I could have sat at Matt's house and just kind of chilled. Boring. But I was was like, you know what? Drop me off downtown, and then I'll do my thing for like eight hours, and then you'll pick me up, and we'll go home. Um, But that posed the question of like, okay, I can leave my suitcase in his car, but what do I keep with me? Well, I spend the whole day.
1: What's in your Go bag?
0: Yeah. And I, I have to say some lessons learned. I I still, even though I have a very compact, like, messenger bag, pack too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had my, my MacBook, and then I was like, well, I want the iPad in case I draw something. <laughs> and then a couple chargers. But then, you know, I went and got my badge, and then, then they're like, here's some catalogs. And I was like, well, uh-huh. I don't know if I want to keep these yet. I might as well. And then before you knew it, I had this, like, you know, shoulder pain level (laughs) of bag. And then I was just like, man, I wish I had nothing right now.
1: (laughs) I wish I was naked.
0: (laughs) And so, I mean, you travel for work a lot. You've probably gotten this down to like a very fine, like I just need my phone and my laptop (laughs) and like nothing else.
1: It's very context sensitive. So I have a, like a full size suitcase, which is where clothing and like toiletries go. But, that's all stuff that I could replace immediately in a pinch and it wouldn't matter what I replaced it with. And then I have my laptop bag, which has laptop, normal iPad, and then, you know, chargers, that kind of stuff. So it is because my, my MacBook is a a retina MacBook pro. It is a little heavier than I would like to carry around everywhere I go. But if I know I'm going to be like on a campus for a little while i'm like well it's not that big of a deal but if i'm gonna be walking around for an extended period like if afterwards people are like oh let's go get dinner like the macbook goes into my hotel room yeah and i just carry the ipad because shedding that two pounds is like shoulders man like it's (laughs) you don't want that thing digging in all the time
0: well what was complicating my arrival was There was things I wanted with me in the airport that I didn't want to leave in my checked bag in case disaster struck in the TSA or the airline. exactly. And so my messenger bag started out heavier than I would normally (laughs) pack for a day. But then, you know, when Matt picked me up and dropped me off, I didn't take the time to reconcile that. I was just like, I got my messenger bag, I'm good. And uh, man, the like 90 degree humid weather just wore (laughs) on me carrying that thing. And like I, you know, I did a couple hours at Starbucks, a couple hours somewhere else, but it's still, just, yeah, it's just like man, never again. <laughs>
1: I mean, and the main reason I divide my stuff up the way I do is because my laptop bag is what I need to do my job. Yeah. Like, if if I got to my destination and I never check my bag if I don't absolutely have to, but if I if I get to my destination and they've lost my luggage or I, I drop it in a puddle or something and all my clothes are ruined. Like, I can just go to a store and buy new clothes. Like, I don't want to have to do that. That'd be a big, stupid waste of money. But no one at my meetings would know I'm showing up with clothes I just bought. <laughs> but, like, if my laptop gets destroyed or I lose my iPad or something, like, that's a that's an immediate problem, Yeah. right? Not even counting the fact that my employer would probably be angry with me for losing my equipment. But, like, I immediately in the moment would have a hard time doing my job. So I've, yeah. I've divided up my luggage among, like, what could I lose and no one this meeting would know I lost something? <laughs> yeah. And and it's like I mean, like I said with the MacBook, the, the second I'm not gonna have to do something that requires my MacBook, I'm like, let me just lock that in the safe in my room or like yeah. tuck it under the mattress or something so I don't have to carry yeah, it around. Because it's like three or four pounds. Yeah, it's 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 enough. Especially like there's also the charger. I also carry an external battery, and there's also dongles. It's probably the,
0: Do you have like a little sleeve or case, or does it just go naked into your bag? Uh, the bag has a compartment. The, yeah, the bag has a compartment just for the
1: laptop, which is kind of funny because it's not really designed to not have a laptop in there. <laughs> so when you carry it without the laptop in there, it sort of caves in on that It's side. like, I have no purpose. <laughs> yeah, it just just slumps sadly in. But yeah, it, it's it's all about... Am I absolutely no question going to need this? And you carry a fifteen inch,
0: yeah. So to have which the 15- I love when I need it, <laughs> yeah. At a desk because Adobe's apps are so panel heavy. You really need as many pixels as you can get,
1: yeah. But a fifteen inch Retina MacBook Pro, you pay and for the Twelve <laughs> nine iPad, like no,
0: yeah. no. Nope. <laughs> uh, mistakes were made. Um, Comic Con itself. Um, <laughs> so one other thing. So not only is the convention center huge. But uh, they have weird traffic systems. so the whole second floor was for the sessions. They have all these sm- slightly smaller rooms and they had like full-on like employees holding like netted like almost like construction site like plastic like fencing I don't know if that makes sense. Oh um,
1: yeah, like the like the orange kind of weave, yeah, thing. like
0: improvised like line making, yeah. like plastic, like, yeah. Orange but weave. humans standing, so there they're holding, holding it? it because they would move and turn, and then they're, oh. it's like there's such a big line for whatever panels in this room, and mm-hmm. they're lined up over here. But then there's this also a hallway that people are trying to get to other sessions, mm-hmm. and so it'd be like in between sessions they'd have like full on traffic functions to allow people to move different directions. Um, I saw some of the lines. On the main floor, between like so, just imagine like any like exhibition hall with a bunch of little booths, um, yeah. times a million. <laughs> um, and you know, the big companies have these huge, like hundred foot tall things, um, but then there's a bunch of like little mom and pop places that's like, I sell t shirts, um, or I'm the artist that drew this graphic novel, and I'm going to sit at this desk for this two hours. Mm. So, if you want to meet me, this is when to meet me. And then later, someone else sits there. So, it's like a rotating. Maybe. Or, you know, they have some other like lackeys or interns <laughs> that, you know, sit there to sell stuff, but the artist isn't going to sit there all day, every day. Right, right. For the five day <laughs> Comic Con. This is another thing.
1: I had no, because when you, one of them's
0: a preview night, but nonetheless, but, but still,
1: when you, when you said like, oh, I'm leaving for Comic Con, which is why we, I had two guest hosts in a row. You're like, oh, I'm going to be leaving for Comic Con. I was like, isn't it like, it's like a weekend thing? <laughs> you're like, no,
0: <laughs> it's a week thing. <laughs> this is your life now. Um, so anyway, so let's say artist A is, has his booth for the two hours. Well, then a huge line forms, but there's people that are still trying to, like, you know, 135,000 people that are trying to walk around this, these football fields of stuff. And so you have these big lines that are in the way of normal people walking around. And then you have employees standing in the middle so that there <laughs> can be breaks, like in the aisles, so that the line can hop. Ah, and so they and then occasionally saying. they send someone across the river <laughs> and be like, Hold your you know, hold this up the whole time you walk across so we know you were really in line. Oh my god. It's just like entire systems have to be in place to manage the insanity of this convention. And so I it was kind of fascinating and also like, man, I don't want to stand in line for anything. This is like standing in line for breakfast. Like I'm just <laughs> not gonna do it.
1: <laughs> so just a quick aside. Is there any chance that they make money on this? Or is this just a huge advertising spend for everyone involved?
0: Um, I guess it depends on the the balance of power of the brands that want to use it to market their new movie, their new TV show, whatever. Um, I, I have no insight into that at all. But it does seem like it's mainly a vehicle to promote studio stuff. Right.
1: It's, it's, it's a huge advertising event,
0: which is fine. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not
1: belittling that, but it, it just seems like a huge, huge amount of human effort for, I mean, like I saw the justice league trailer I didn't have to deal with any of this nonsense. I saw the Wonder Woman trailer I also too.
0: watched it online because I wasn't going <laughs> to wait five hours to see it on a projector screen.
1: So <laughs> you were all these trailers. Did you get into anything? Did you go to anything? So
0: I, the only thing me and my brother Justin made a point to go to was the Silicon Valley panel. You know, your favorite comic book, Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and it was just because those guys are really funny, and to sit in a session with them is hilarious. Well, and, and, there are, and that was two hours outside waiting.
1: Yeah, but but them in the sun talking <laughs> and and ad libbing and being funny like you couldn't. And that'll be online. <laughs> it probably will, but you couldn't go see that later. If you wanted to ask a question, you have to be there. But like the trailers you know like game trailers movie trailers it's like what is the Who benefit cares? of seeing this live i'd rather
0: see it in 1440p <laughs> on youtube
1: <laughs> <From> 8 <laughs> inches away
0: yeah yeah so you know i mean if i had like a a certain artist that I was just like, man, he's my idol. I'm just like, everything he does is like, you know, if Miyazaki was there or something. Um, (laughs) That'd be fair. Yeah. Especially if he, you know, rose from the (laughs) grave.
1: Oh, is he dead? I thought he did. Oh no. You keep telling me this story.
0: I'm going to live Google this. Um, Then I could see like, yeah. And maybe not a panel, but like, Hey, I want to, you know, here's my vintage first edition of this. And I'd love to get him to sign it. But I'm not that kind of. I'm not a collector. I don't have very many things that I would consider that kind of vintage. Like, I'm just not that kind of fan. Like, I love a lot of the stuff represented at Comic Con, but I. I just have no interest in waiting five hours to yeah, sit at the back not a of a nerd. football field and see <laughs> the tiny version of the guy, and then to have a TV monitor near me that I could have just been watching on YouTube. So the good news is
1: uh, he is alive. He's 70, okay, he's seventy five. I don't know
0: where I thought he, someone.
1: He, I think he officially retired okay. in, to, in just in two thousand thirteen. So he, thank God <laughs> he, he's he's career dead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sad part is he's must be close enough to the end of his expected life that when i started to type his name into google is miyazaki it auto finished with dead yeah so the most common thing people look for with his name (laughs) is dead
0: yeah like christopher lee for so long um he is dead. (laughs) he is finally finally He's Um. like a thousand years old. (laughs) He had done everything the world had to offer. Keanu Reeves is a thousand years old. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, one of the big things at Comic-Con is all the cosplay, um, which, again, isn't my bag, baby. But um, You you weren't dressed up? No. Not at all? No. No? No. Come on. Nope. Are you sure you're not just ashamed? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not ashamed. I don't look down on people that enjoy that. Um, But, my God, there were seven million Harley Quinns. And just you know, like kind of like Halloween. Just like, hey, remember that character? Here's a slut version of that character.
1: Well, <laughs> you don't have to stretch Harley. Well, yeah, Harley super Quinn,
0: fun. especially like the like the, the Arkham su- game versions.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, and the Suicide Squad. She has like kind of a cut off like little shirt.
0: Yeah, like um, super the, tiny. The shirt.
1: the old like Batman uh animated series one. I mean, it's skin tight, but I mean, she's covered head to toe. Yeah, the only part the red of the black. A, and
0: I did see some of the the Jester yeah. hat. Yeah, version. the.
1: the which I think is like the, the classic traditional, I don't yeah. know.
0: Which but, isn't she a relatively new character, rel- like in the full history of Batman, like 80s, 80s or something?
1: Yeah, newish. They wanted to give the Joker a sidekick, I guess. Um, but you could totally play uh, like conference bingo with this because you can, <laughs> you can say, okay, I saw uh, a classic Harley Quinn. I saw a, a Batman the Animated Series Harley Quinn. Did you see a Deadpool Harley Quinn? Did you see a... I didn't, uh,
0: never saw Deadpool, so I don't know what that Harley Quinn looks like.
1: You know what Deadpool looks like? Yeah. Yeah, just imagine. Did you see a Slave Leia Harley Quinn? Because I guarantee you that I was there somewhere. I did see
0: a very uh, overweight, hairy man as Slave Leia.
1: <laughs> yeah. Th- these are like... You could totally play bingo with these tropes. They're like... Th- I guarantee someone is... I don't even have to Google for this. Someone has SDCC bingo.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and
1: you could probably just do a a dress up version. Was, was there any like really cool? You, did you get photos with anybody? Was there any like mind blowing? I didn't
0: bother to get photos with anyone. <laughs> um, the one of our cast members from Detective Detective Detective, uh, Henry Kaiser, got a picture with the fat slave Leia <laughs> guy, <laughs> which uh, he like turned sideways so you could like you couldn't even really see his bra, and so it just looked like the kind of this naked guy he was taking a picture with. All right, all right. <laughs>
1: Definitely want a picture with that. It's not, not weird at all. Um,
0: a few other tidbits. Uh, apparently, there were snipers on the roofs of nearby buildings um, in case anything horrific would go down, which was like, kind of like you're like, oh, I'm kind of comforted, kind of horrified at the same time. A little more
1: <laughs> horrified than yeah. comforted.
0: Um, but you know it is. And, it, and did you
1: see that or did you hear? No,
0: it? I saw a news story and they had footage of snipers <laughs> on the roofs. Yikes! Um, but it's yeah. I mean, you know, given what happened in Nice in France and just some of the other recent very horrific shootings, it was like, man, if there's you know a non political, just like I want attention kind of crazy person, this is the kind of event that.
1: Densely packed people.
0: um, I mean, I'm sure they they probably or I hope they had some kind of like, you know, invisible security apparatus kind of watching what's going on. Um, But as far as the visceral experience, there was not much security. I mean, there's lots of staff, but they didn't check any of my bags going in or out of anywhere. Um see, there's and, thousands of cosplayers with realistic weapons yeah, they're carrying. Yeah, Maybe every, they check those more strangely. Yeah, every
1: everyone who's dressed as like a Call of Duty character can yeah. just have a gun.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if they had some rules and they would stop people if you like if you have a something that looks like a machine gun, we're gonna look at it. But I didn't see that happening. It, it was just a free-for-all of walking in. I could imagine that they have very
1: sophisticated like Vegas style. Yeah. Like w- we don't want, which is the right kind of security, right? Like Invisible. Yeah. You have no idea that there are people everywhere who are probably dressed in plain clothes or maybe even in costume that are actually security or employees. Now I'm going to second guess every time you see like a hyper buff, like male or female cosplayer where it's like, they're almost going against the stereotype of like the fat nerd. Cause they're in such amazing, like supermodel shape. Now I'm going to wonder, like, are you actually, like, a Marine who's here as a security guard and you're just dressed as, like, a Magikarp for funsies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and even if they have the, like, super modern apparatus for security, you wonder about response time. Like, if someone just opens fire on a huge crowd, like, even if you can be there and a certain amount of time oh like, there
1: there's essentially nothing that person can do yeah i mean unless they which
0: i'm sympathetic like how do you what yeah. do you do like what set up besides like insane security theater of makes basically making impossible to attend the con
1: yeah because i mean even if if you go with the most stereotypical the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun <laughs> if the good guy with a gun is going to stop the bad guy he has to open fire in a super crowded place, which, yeah. which they're not going
0: to do full of costume people that have fake weapons. And yeah. so is your threat detection <laughs> that like,
1: yeah. 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 So th- this is, this isn't even an issue of, of gun control in, in a lot of ways. Cause someone dressed as Harley Quinn with a bat could probably seriously injure or kill a bunch of people before anyone stopped them. Yeah. Right. Because the, the population density is just so high. I mean, would you say like shoulder to shoulder most of the time? Oh yeah, so yeah.
0: like even on the main, again, huge convention floor, <laughs> it's just like 100, over a hundred thousand people, just meet space, <laughs> literally. Um, last thing I'd say about Comic Con is uh, it kind of confirms something I've you know I've attended a lot of like small academic conferences and some bigger ones, um, just for work, and I kind of got really sick of those over the years. But going to comic Con kind of made me realize I kind of just hate conferences as a format <laughs> um, i don 't get a lot out of it, and I mean, I guess I walked a lot, and so that 's good for my health. But <laughs> you could have done that anywhere for... yeah
1: well, so you you guys had your movie. did you have to pay to get in?
0: No, okay, and so you know all this is you know from a position of privilege like i 'm complaining, even though i didn 't have to spend a dime to attend the conference.
1: Yeah, um, but you also saw literally one thing. I yeah. mean, you were essentially there entirely as a vendor, which cool for its own right. Yeah. Like you didn't really attend Comic-Con. You were like Comic-Con adjacent.
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would attend unless I had a reason to be there professionally. Like I don't I don't think I would go as a fan. I think I'm happy with YouTube for that.
1: Yeah. Well and I mean the if you wanted to uh you know, like meet someone, get an autograph, right? Uh you know, get like a a, a drawing done by a famous artist and have them autograph it to you, like yeah. you know, that might be worth standing in line for if you're like a super collector or something, but generally you're not gonna put in that, that kind of effort, right? And I don't see why you would ever do, like, the live uh, trailers thing. What, are you going to ask the trailer questions? Yeah. It's not like you're in a movie theater
0: where you can argue the experience is more compelling.
1: Yeah, it's it's nothing. I mean, you're just in a room.
0: Standard VGA, like, projector on a white sheet.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, that... Yeah, I I don't get it. And and they <laughs> there may have been a time when there was like a a like a mort on this. So it was like, "Oh, well, if you see it at Comic-Con, you can see it a week earlier or a month earlier." But now it's yeah. like that
0: day. Yeah, even like 5 years ago, you know, watching 1080p YouTube videos. I don't even know if YouTube had 1080p 5 years ago, but yeah. they've had it a while, but Like it wasn't as, and people's like didn't have retina displays. And like you could argue, yeah, watching on YouTube is not, it's kind of a lesser experience. Not anymore.
1: (laughs) No. Well, and and most people who care about this kind of stuff probably also have a decent sized television, they probably have an Apple TV or Roku or Chromecast or something. So it's not like, oh, it's on YouTube. I have to watch out my crappy phone screen. It's like, no, you can watch it on your 60-inch plasma with yeah. the blackest blacks and the whitest whites <laughs> and 70 bajillion colors in between. And And you're going to – it's fine. Like, it's a movie trailer. It's not – you're not reviewing footage of the person who killed your spouse memento style <laughs> so that you can solve the mystery. Like, it's a trailer for a movie. <laughs> i mean did you can you can you even like do you guys plan to make any more movies like yeah can, can you imagine Actually, a reason you would go back
0: me and my brother just kicked off the story writing for our next thing so nothing nice. to share yet but um we're working on it
1: and so you co-wrote and did, did would i don't know how you say it did you co-do
0: the music yeah, I was one of the composers. Okay. Me and my friend Benji. Co composed. Yeah. I,
1: I have no idea what the right sure. thing for this is. Yeah, so I mean that that's like I don't know, even in all the times we've talked about this movie, if, somehow in my mind, probably because you're just good about giving credit like to other people, like you're a humble guy, but like I always thought of this as like, Oh, this is Justin's movie. Like Mike like Mike worked on it, but yeah. this is Justin's movie. But really, like this is this is a big thing for you.
0: Yeah. It's it's totally gratifying. Um yeah. Did
1: you buy a single piece of, of of merch?
0: Yeah, and this is something that I totally could have just ordered online, and maybe for cheaper, probably for cheaper. Okay. Um, I got I got this a t shirt that is basically the it's a black shirt and it has like the full size like classic box cover art for Metroid,
1: like the Nintendo one. Yeah. You absolutely could have ordered them. No, totally. (laughs) And I
0: mean, this site had, I mean, this vendor had a website. They gave me a card and they're like, hey, buy other stuff online. So, I mean, I wasn't buying it under any illusion that it was like exclusive to Comic Con. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, oh God, what do you call it? It's, it's uh, like an impulse purchase. Yeah. Like the shirt is right here and I am right here. I want this shirt. And
0: there were, there were some other like, video gamey shirts I wanted that I just decided I didn't want to spend $25 on t-shirts. That's fair. Um but one of them was like a Mega Man 2 boss select screen and it was yes. just like I just I love that.
1: Yeah, see that might have been the one I got.
0: And they they had some like baseball caps that just had like a, a pixel like the first legend of Zelda, you know like the the logo over the waterfall that just has like that long oh, thin yeah. sword that doesn't appear in the game. Nope. <laughs> and I was like I don't want that, but I kind of sort of wanted it for half a second.
1: <laughs> I don't want that, but I'm happier knowing it's in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the only thing I can think of that was really cool that wasn't this year's Comic-Con is uh, if you went last year and you were at the Force Awakens panel, you got to go see a free concert of Star Wars music. Because they, okay, they yeah. marched everyone over to a theater with an orchestra, and it was total surprise. Yeah, that's cool. And... So uh, every once in a while, some company will just, you know, splurge on something really cool like that. But um,
1: but the, the but you're volume, gambling on yeah, it. Yeah, the, the volume of things to do there means it's a pretty low likelihood. And I even, don't
0: even think Rogue One was there at Comic-Con. It's yeah. like, we already successfully rebooted Star Wars. We don't <laughs> yeah. even have to try now.
1: <laughs> We're done talking about this. Just keep giving us money. Is uh, Did you notice or hear about any of, like, the the zany hijink celebrities like to get up to like when uh, was it brian cranston wore a brian cranston mask
0: yeah i heard basically stories about past example you know mark hamill in a stormtrooper outfit or
1: that was last year i think
0: but or maybe you were, maybe it happened one. i like you i'd basically have to go google and see what happened yeah. <laughs> but well,
1: i know henry cavill did one this year I think on his
0: way to Clark Kent glasses and no one
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would have been freaking (laughs) that would have been the greatest one of all time Um, I don't remember what he 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 had a really simple costume on if I remember correctly but it was it was like a a well staged like someone was obviously following him with a camera so they could make this video of him taking pictures with people (laughs) who didn't know any better and, I mean, everybody's walking around with cameras, so maybe you can just get away with that, I assume. Yeah. Um. But then he – I can't remember who he did. I'll find the video and put it in the show notes, which, oh, my God, you can find it at sunriserobot.net slash flipping tables slash 130. But of, of, he, he pulled off his disguise at a celebrity. I think it was at Will Smith. So it was like he was like in the middle of getting his his autograph from Will Smith, and then he was like, "Ha ha, I'm also famous!" and <laughs> and then two rich famous people had a laugh. <laughs> and I like an idiot watched this like two minute YouTube video, and I was like, "I don't know what I got out of this." It didn't have
0: like a whole extra minute at the beginning with some YouTuber going, "Hey, what's up, guys?" So uh, hey,
1: guys, thanks for watching this video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just every i keep time. thinking of more things which i'm sorry because we had another topic to go no to. this this is because
1: i'm i'm also hearing about this for the first time this um, is good so
0: w- another thing that kind of happens is because comic-con is so big companies do unofficial outside things so like there was this giant south park village outside of the con that you could walk through and they had like a full school bus with characters in it and you know different sets from the show um, but I, I wasn't even going to talk about that. That was just <laughs> on the way. Um, cause you know, one of the days me and Justin decided to go get a drink downtown and we walked by this, uh, Square Enix had taken over. So there in San Diego, there's a lot of like in any big city, there's you know, parking lots that they're just kind of open lots that happen to sell parking most of the year. And Square Enix had bought out one of this like an entire block that was a parking lot and set up a Square Enix experience to show off Final Fantasy 15, the new Deus Ex, the new Tomb Raider. They,
1: do they still make Final Fantasy?
0: <laughs> they make Kingdom Hearts and they call it Final Fantasy. <laughs> um but they, you know, it, it, they had PCs set up and PS4s set up so you could play these games. But they also had like a beer garden, and they gave you like free drink tickets, or s- super discounted two dollar beers.
1: Did they all have like crazy theme names? Like this is the Sora.
0: No, it was just like Breckenridge Brewery or you know <laughs> something. <laughs> Nothing special. Maybe Stone, which is native to San Diego. Um, but the, one of the things here, was, which I'll, I'll find the video of and, and post it in the show notes, uh, which you can still find at sunriserobot.net <laughs> slash living table well, slash 130.
1: Well done. Strong work.
0: Uh, was a, a Deus Ex, like, it was like sort of like a carnival game. And basically it was like, um, so you know the material they make bouncy castles out of just basically it's blown like up, on. whatever. Um, they had something set up. It was three lanes of bouncy castle stuff and uh so three people could play and you were attached you had this like harness that had a bungee cable out the back is that what that was yeah (laughs) so i'll explain this for the listener and they they had like these targets at the end and these little like you know laser tag style like fake machine guns that would you could shoot at the target but you had to start at the back and you had to run to the end of the your lane and the bungee cable would make this hard cuz you get halfway and then it start tugging on you so you had to really run full speed
1: well and it's like a lumpy inflatable floor yes yeah, so it's hard to run yeah. on but
0: you know it's far enough they put your gun at the end like there's velcro so it sticks to the like the the armrest lane dividers mm. And so you have to basically go full speed to be able to make it to your gun, which means hilariously you're going to get pulled back with a lot of force <laughs> after you get your gun, almost Looney Tunes style where you have like a pause and then you're like, ah! The big puff
1: of smoke <laughs> where you used to be in your outline.
0: And uh, so I'll find the footage because me and Justin did it and some stranger was in the other lane and he won. <laughs> but um, uh, the shooting doesn't even really matter. What was hilarious was um, – I put a little more focus into keeping my footing than Justin did. And so I get pulled back, but I like neatly kind of step backwards the whole way. And maybe because, you know, I'm a lot heavier than Justin. And so maybe it was easier for me to manage it. Or I don't know, physics, maybe it'd be worse for me, but...
1: I mean, I assume you guys had the same strength bungee cord, so...
0: Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be easier for me because it's heavier. But yeah. um, but, <laughs> Justin focused more on shooting and kind of <laughs> forgot about where he was stepping. And he Standing t-
1: is for squares. He
0: takes a serious spill. So he he posted on Instagram, <laughs> so I'll, I'll get the link to that. Um, but it was pretty enjoyable. I don't, I mean, other than the fact that you're shooting a, a futuristic fake gun, it really had nothing to do with his ex, but it was fun. Um, yeah, and
1: I mean, that's the kind of thing that
0: it's it's brand advertising.
1: Yeah. Like, they want you to, to have remember, it, have a pleasant memory and have it associated with Deus Ex, even if the two are totally unrelated. Yeah. Although, how blown would your mind be if you saw a trailer for the na- new Deus Ex <laughs> and there's a peripheral yeah. of this bungee cord, and it's like, oh my God, that's how the game's going to be played.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like any responsible company setting something like this up, we had to sign some kind of oh, waiver yeah. type stuff. Cause someone's going to get hurt eventually. Yeah.
1: Now I, I just, uh, was at an event in Keystone and they had, uh, there's like a little Lake near the hotels and they had like paddle boards you could rent and, or paddle boats, you know, where you sit and you actually pedal it. Those things are not dangerous cause they're about six feet wide on the bottom. Right. So it's, it's super stable. They cannot, cannot be made to go fast no amount of furious pedaling will make (laughs) this kind of like the
0: the bike bars (laughs)
1: yeah exactly so then we i went out with one of my coworkers on this thing and we get out to the middle of the lake and i looked down because it was an incredibly sunny day and i looked down and i realized the water is like 18 inches deep and i was like (laughs) I have a life vest, I had to sign a waiver,
0: and I'm in a boat. (laughs) You're in a kiddie pool.
1: Yeah, but if I fell out of this thing, like, my knees wouldn't even
0: get wet. It would be a Darwin Award to drown. It
1: would. (laughs) I mean, like, a small child, yes, absolutely, there would be a risk. Um, Maybe someone who who is, uh, like, physically disabled, like, yes, absolutely. But for, like, an able-bodied adult, it's like, if you fall out of the boat, just stand up and walk out of the lake. But, I mean, they can't discriminate their waivers. Everybody just has to sign a waiver. But it, it did feel a little silly. <laughs> and the the bungee cord thing, the the gun, was it, like, foamy? Was it plastic?
0: Um, the gun, yeah, it was just, like, a kid, like, plastic. like. It, oh, uh, so,
1: so you know when some people got yanked back, they smacked themselves in the face with that thing. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Maybe. <laughs> but you survived. Yep. So, any closing thoughts on Comic Con? Not going again unless it's for professional reasons. Working on a new movie, so you might get to go again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, since the the comic part of it is, I mean, I get it. Like the it's it's just a a fan convention. It's 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 fine that there's stuff that isn't comic book related, but I couldn't help but just riff on that. Like, it's, Snowden, my favorite.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does feel. But it, they can't rebrand it. The brand is everything. Yeah. They can't just call it the stuff people are into con. <laughs> <laughs>
0: terrible. Terrible, um, No, I mean I think I think we covered it. All right. If you think of anything else,
1: follow up next time. <laughs> yep. So I want to talk about Pokemon Go a little bit. I have been patiently holding on to this topic. <laughs> And it worked out because I listen to a lot of podcasts and everybody has been talking about it. And I've heard some smart things said, and a lot of it has just been like recap, explainer what it is. And then, and then they move on. And I'm like, no, there's interesting things here, but Susan thinks this is like completely ridiculous. So, (laughs) So when she guessed it, she was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, not even for the sake of the episode, am I going to download and install this and play it, um, at the time I was getting ready to record with Matt, it had just barely released in Germany. And if I recall correctly, this is also not super high on his radar of things yeah. to do. And pretty sure you don't really care about this that much either.
0: No. No. Um, <laughs> I but- <laughs> haven't installed. I got through the very first like creature they basically give you right next to you to catch when you start the app. Yeah. And I haven't done anything that's, that's else. That's about it.
1: So let, let's let do for, if anybody listening to this could possibly not know what it is, let's do like a 30 second recap. Uh, so this company, Niantic, that made the game Ingress, which is a, a mobile game that's an augmented reality game. You walk around on a map, you had to claim territory for either- the, teams. Yes. So. It's either the resistance or the, the enlightened. It's like
0: Foursquare if it was a game where you had to compete on yes. a giant team.
1: Yeah, and and as far as I know, because I did not find Ingress to be an attractive experience.
0: It was all like iOS seven polygon line art, dark it, mode. It, yeah, <laughs>
1: it, it wasn't the theme and everything of it was fine. My problem with it is, like most video games that I play, I have to play them fairly casually. So I couldn't compete against someone who did nothing but capture territory all day. Like, that was just not a fun experience for me. So what I like about uh, Pokemon Go, and I should preface, I did not play Pokemon as a kid. And when I tried to play Pokemon Yellow as an adult to catch up on the pop culture of it, I could not make it through. So this is not uh, some kind of deep nostalgia goggles. Yeah. I didn't watch cartoon. I've never seen any of the movies. No. I've never played any of the games. <laughs> so, like, this has nothing to do with nostalgia for Pokemon,
0: yeah, and weirdly, my older brother played Game Boy Pokemon, but I never did.
1: <laughs> yeah, which seemed you... You don't strike me as the type of adult who would have played it, but knowing your ancillary <laughs> fandoms, I'm surprised you skipped this as a child. This didn't happen. Um, but basically, they took all the lessons from Ingress, this augmented reality game, and they just painted it with a thick coat of Pokemon. So you walk around... Like in the real world, like you physically walk around with your phone and Pokemon show up and then you you swipe on your phone paper toss style to try and catch them. Um, if you've ever played Which, De- that
0: took me a while, even just the one Pokemon I caught, it was not obvious to me that I needed the paper toss kind of oh, really? swipe. Like oh, that- I, I kept tapping on the ball or <laughs> on the thing and I was just like, I, I'm lost. And <laughs> catch, catch him. There's a case where I wanted hand holding, overly yeah. <laughs> done onboarding. I, I
1: think if you don't touch the screen at all for a couple seconds, it shows the little, but if you're trying to interact yeah it's, then you might not illegal. get it yeah <laughs> um but it yeah so you you catch Pokemon, but unlike in the old games, you don't then go to like a friend and battle them. It's you catch them and then you can trade them in to the professor who gives you candy, so you can upgrade the ones you haven't traded in, and then there are gyms and you can go to the gyms and do battle, and then you like take control of the gym, so that part is very much carried over from from Ingress here's. What I like about this and why I've been able to enjoy it as a casual player, whereas Ingress, I was like, nope. Yeah. You don't have to battle in Pokemon Go, you don't have to interact with other people in the game world at all. So there is this entirely fully supported, enjoyable experience that is completely cooperative because. Uh, they there' the polka stops, right? So there's landmarks all over, and they took all this data from Ingress. So, like, for example, in the morning when I'm taking my kids to daycare, there is a church right across the street, and that happens to be a polka stop. And I'm not saying the only reason I go with my wife to take my kids to daycare <laughs> is because there's poker stop there. Susan, I love you. I'm just saying that <laughs> there is one. And Pokestops reset in the amount of time it takes us to drop the kids off. So I can get it when we drop them off. And then when we're getting back in the car to drive away, I can get it again. (laughs) So that's cool. Because that's how you get like more Pokeballs and like items. Without having to buy anything. Exactly. So there is a fully casual, fully cooperative, no money involved way to enjoy this game. And then if you're like a hardcore nut job, you can pour tons and tons of money into it. and You can spend all your time obsessing over gym battles and how to evolve your Pokemon so that they can hold gyms for you and stuff. You don't have to deal with any of that. And that to me is a huge uh, sign of development growth between the Ingress experience and this experience. And for me particularly, and I think for a lot of people in like our kind of adult, full-time job, family gamer segment, I don't like being barred from a gaming experience because of my life situation, right? So someone who can't play a game a hundred hours a week, but still would like to be part of like the phenomenon or to be, you know, their friends are are more hardcore and they'd like to be doing what their friends are doing. It really sucks when like you go to play, you know, a shooter game like Halo or something and you just get destroyed, right? Like you, you play Counter-Strike.
0: Yeah. And that's a notoriously high, like, you have to get really good before it's fun kind of game.
1: Or you have to exclusively play with your friends who you know are at your level, which is hard to do. So this, I really, and I know this can't be applied broadly to every different kind of game and every kind of game design, but the idea that a game could be fun for a casual player who just wants to play the game and fun for hardcore players who are like, no, this
0: is my life now.
1: Like, that's... That's kind I, of a I kind of, of to, game design. I,
0: I want to call it responsive game design. It,
1: it is. It it really kind of is. and that. So this is, is more what I'm interested with Pokemon Go, is like some of these little things that they've been doing. Because, um, I mean, if you just want to hear people gush about Pokemon and the Nostalgia Goggles, there's an unlimited number of podcasts yeah. that will do that for you.
0: Well, I do have a funny story. that. So the Underground Music Showcase is going on in Denver this week, and I'm playing in two shows. And after our show last night... I was just kind of like, you know, I was done hanging out with the band. I was going to go home. And uh, um, because of the the almost geocaching, I would describe it, the behavior that Pokemon Go inspires, people are going to places they would never normally go to.
1: Yeah. Oh, I heard there's a Pikachu at this bar on the other side of town. Yeah, so I'm was, there was go a good there. oatmeal
0: comic today about that. Did you see it? Oh, no. I will find so it and put it in the show notes. I'm going to make you censor this because it's funnier. Um, <laughs> Pikachu was taking a shit <laughs> He's on the toilet. I did see this. And there's like a window and there's a million people with smartphones staring at him. And he's like, give me a goddamn second. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, no, that that got a good... That got genuine lols.
0: There was a follow-up comic of Pikachu covered in shit <laughs> on like someone's smartphone like picture. Um, anyway, so I was looking for my car um, and I like had a brain fart and forgot exactly where I parked for half a second. And so... I probably looked like I was just wandering kind of aimlessly as I like turned around randomly at like a street corner. And this guy who was like probably a hundred yards away, maybe 50 yards. Away, I'm terrible at estimating distances. <laughs>
1: he was not inside of your he shirt. He was
0: catty corner and maybe a little bit down the block, a corner away from me. And, uh, I just hear him yell, Hey, are you playing Pokemon go? <laughs> <laughs> And I just go, no, I'm looking for my car. <laughs> and then both of us just laughed really hard. <laughs> See
1: And you'll never know now. He was going to be like, ah, oh, dude, I have this like super rare one I could trade you. <laughs> I'm like, no, if only I had lied.
0: But that's something that could never have happened before this game took off, so... I've seen t- clusters of teenagers that like, there's like a pretty much dead shopping center near my current Denver apartment. And there was just like, you know, 30 teenagers gathered. And I was like, yeah. And,
1: and not doing a drug deal <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But it, so this is, is another facet of this. I wanted to take a look at is there are some genuinely cool and genuinely terrible things happening because of this. And, and I'll, I'll start with the bad ones cause they all kind of fall into the same categories. Um, accidents you know some idiot plays while they're driving and and i'll preface this with a lot of the bad stories are fake so if you see any if i accidentally put any in the show notes or if you see any uh double check
0: murder pits (laughs) yeah
1: you know kind of double check no the semi didn't really jackknife that one's fake yes there really was a car accident that actually happened um (sighs) yeah But then you know, not using
0: your phones in the car, people.
1: Yeah, just it's not Pokemon Go's fault. It's you weren't paying attention to the driving's fault, and you're driving
0: a five thousand pound death machine. Yeah.
1: Um, Some other bad things. There have been a lot of people who are just uh, contrarians for the sake of being contrarians, and they're like, "Oh, I can't play Pokemon Go because I'm an adult with a job and a life." Her, her. And I saw a. So this kind of bleeds over into a cool thing is. Uh, a screenshot, possibly fake, funny, either way of, <laughs> of someone. And I saw this meme. So I know the meme is real of, uh, it's kind of like laughing businessmen meme, like, haha, I can't play Pokemon go cause I have a job. And then someone commented on it and said, between the time you posted this and just now <laughs> you posted seven things to Facebook. So maybe you're not as busy and important as you think. <laughs> yeah. And, and I like anyway, you know, You know, growing up like as a big dork, I totally give the thumbs up to anybody who stands up for themselves and like, no, Madden is an RPG. You just don't (laughs) want to admit it. Like, just don't crap on my RPG because it has swords (laughs) and yours has footballs, but we're both playing RPGs. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Um, So there's been like some negative stuff, but uh, several animal shelters have said like, oh, hey, Come walk our dogs and play Pokemon Go, and we'll like we'll give you all the stuff you need to like walk the animal. There's no fee or anything. Just like come yeah. walk the dogs, right? The dog doesn't care if you're on your phone. Just come walk the dog. So like there's been a bunch of that. Um, apparently several hospitals that are like uh like Catholic hospitals or they're like very old buildings. They'll have um, Pokestops in them because they're it, it's like a famous location or a famous enough location and. Uh, So people are encouraging uh, kids to go to those hospitals and, like, drop lures there. So Pokemon come to the hospital so that kids who are in the hospital can still, like, play and enjoy the game. And lures, you can find them, but most people pay money for them. But, I mean, really, to, like, spend a couple bucks and then go maybe, like, delight some kids in the hospital, like, that's a pretty good ROI, right? Um, you're probably, if you brought that kid $2 worth of candy, you're not going to get the same happiness as if they get to like play Pokemon while trapped <laughs> in a hospital bed. So that's awesome. Um, a bunch of, uh, little like young kids doing like enterprising things like lemonade stands. Um, one kid, all he had at his little stand was just, uh, like these little light up buttons. And the whole thing was like, if you're going to be walking around in the dark looking for Pokemon at night, like maybe put this little button on so you don't like get hit by a car. Yeah, and it's like the kid's not asking for money. He didn't even have like a donation bowl or anything. But, and uh, I think there's a whole like Tumblr now that's dedicated to like couples that started a Tumblr. <laughs> there is couples that started dating because they like kept seeing each other like at the same
0: park and they were like, it's like the people got married after playing wow kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, that's new, new excuses to interact with people. You don't know.
1: Exactly. Right. And that's, I, I can't, the cynical part of me loves to make a good joke at someone else's expense because for that, that little second you get a rush of like, haha, I'm better than you for no <laughs> discernible reason. But that's a like a, a shitty way to be and a good way to be is to say, oh, look at these people enjoying this thing that their enjoyment harms me in no way. And I, I can just be happy that they're happy. So I, I'm I'm really not finding any legitimate reasons that this doesn't deserve all of the celebration it's getting because the people who don't like it are impacted in basically no way. The people who do like it, like me, can play casually. The people who want to be hardcore, like, that's fine. Spend money on this hobby just like you would spend on any other hobby. The only legitimate drawbacks I have come across are uh, one which is kind of nitpicky and then another which is a little bit more valid. Um, The kind of nitpicky one is uh, I have a friend who I think listens every week, so if you're out there, hi, uh, who said – cause he's like a semi-professional athlete and he was like, it's really pissing me off that people are calling this exercise. And I was like, but the point is they're not stationary. Yeah.
0: It's, Yes, they're Come not p- someone who's sedentary. Yeah, discount. This, this is off the couch. Yes,
1: they're they're not going to become Olympic athletes, but the point is that they're moving at all. Like and if that's this, a
0: huge benefit. Like the, immediately, yeah. their life expense expectancy just went yes. way up,
1: way way up. And and then there's the psychological benefits of like being outside and getting fresh air and the social interactions and all these other things that are good for them. So it's like. Yeah, exercise is kind of a little bit of a hyperbolic word. Do we have to
0: make that an elite word? Like, Yeah. Yeah, so that that's... Yeah, they're not training.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're Pokemon training, but they're not training for the, the marathon. So, that, and I mean, I know he was being like a little bit hyperbolic, but I've seen that kind of sentiment in a lot of different places where people are like, you know, walking around the park for two hours isn't really exercise. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Compared to not walking around the park for two hours... I huge mean, difference yeah could you work out harder yes could you work out less yes so yeah. it's on the spectrum of activity because it's an activity um and then the,
0: the i don't think there's any i don't think people are like man i'm gonna be able to run that 5k in 15 minutes yeah because i play pokemon go no one has that illusion
1: yes only outsiders who are critiquing people who are not making this claim <laughs> have this this objection uh which is always frustrating um, but then the the one like semi-legitimate thing I've heard is there have been a few. Um, uh, gosh, what's the right word for it? Unfortunate places that ended up as Pokestops. Like funeral stops. homes. Funeral homes, cemeteries. Hospitals. Hosp- yeah, I mean, yeah. Hospitals and things kind of neither here nor there. But um, some people like uh, there was a guy who, lived in a historic it was like a church that was converted into a single family home so it was a pokestop and he said what kept happening is people would pull up because you only have to be within something like 10 meters of a pokestop to use it you don't have to like go into the house but people would pull up at the house sit there get their pokeballs and then drive away and he he realized what was happening and then he realized It looks like people are buying drugs at my house (laughs) because all of these cars of all different makes, crappy cars, brand new cars, right? All hours of the day, people are just showing up. They sit there and idle for about 45 seconds and then they drive away. (laughs) It was like in the dark. You can't tell if someone got out of that car. You can't tell if someone walked up to the window and like made a drop. And he was like, I don't mind the traffic, but it looks really bad. (laughs) So that, uh, that you know that that's legit. You don't want people all stampeding through like Arlington Cemetery to get Pokeballs, like right. that. That's that is a legitimately negative thing. Maybe those Pokestops should be removed. There's,
0: this is sort of the the unintended consequences of people's attention and physical traffic being driven to traditional places. And, right? Yeah, your this place was not designed for.
1: 30,000 people to suddenly walk there yeah. hours a day every day
0: and it's funny to see the you know how quickly we are realizing the the weirdness of some of these stops um so what was kind of funny is uh i me and shelby have a a family account with our itunes stuff and so uh, it happens to be an email address that where i get the receipts and so while i was at comic con i just got a, like a, an apple email for like a a purchase of some Pokeballs. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I I barely knew that she was playing, and it, it's not like a ha ha girls don't play games. No. Like, no, it's not like that. But it was just sort of like I didn't know you were playing this game. <laughs> and seriously, <laughs> yeah. And so you know, like, I, I was getting pictures of Pikachu when she caught it. It was just like, <laughs> all right, Shelby's getting into it.
1: Yeah, it's it's because it's not it's Pokemon in theme and in dress but it's not Pokemon in in gameplay, right? Yeah, like not even a little. So I could understand how a kid who even grew up playing Pokemon might look at this and be like, "Eh, give me a real game. Yeah. And I could also understand how someone like myself, or I presume Shelby that did not play these games as a kid is like, no, this is a fun experience. It just happens to be clothed in this Pokemon costume. But if, if Ingress had been like this, where there was a casual way to play, I think I would have stuck with it. Yeah. But the minute I realized everywhere I go is taken over by someone else and nothing I'm willing to do is ever going to change that. Yeah,
0: you're not going to camp it and sit around. Yeah, and...
1: so I was just like, this, this game is not for me. It's yeah. no different than playing you know, uh, Counter-Strike online. I was like, I'm never going to be good enough to play with these people. Yeah.
0: Especially if the game design kind of facilitates whatever the geocache version of spawn camping is
1: yeah well and th- this is something they did with the stops that seems i i think i'm interpreting this correctly but um some things are shared and some things are not so if i activate or whatever it's called if i use a stop, it resets for me but you can still yeah. use it
0: i think you find that in mmorpgs where it's like you know, I was playing some Torchlight Two, which is, isn't an MMO, but it's a multiplayer like Diablo clone. And loot in that game is private. When you defeat a monster, a bunch of stuff spills out for you that no one else sees. Right. And a bunch so, of stuff spilled so you don't have out to worry for them. About them grabbing and all your every stuff. Every single treasure chest, same thing. No matter who opens it, a different experience comes out.
1: Yeah, and I think that's really a good way to do it. Because, again, casuals and hardcores can then peacefully coexist, yeah. right? Um, there was uh, an interesting tech thing that happened with this, um, aside from the technology of the game, because the AR thing is neat, uh, where you see the Pokemon like projected into the real world because your camera turns on. Um, so that, that's kind of neat. And it also makes for some funny, uh, like if you happen to have like a Pidgey that's on your friend's head at the cafe or something, and, and some other far more vulgar ones that I've seen, But uh, that technology is like, well, it's a camera. Like, okay, I get how cameras work. But uh, there was a massive security scare, and this actually benefits us having not talked about this when it first happened because there was a concern that all of your Google information was available when you logged into the game. Uh, Niantic is either a subsidiary of Google or a subsidiary of Alphabet, I think. They used to be. I think they still are. So they were like, "Well, yeah, we're just going to use Google accounts for this. We're not going to,
0: yeah, we're not going to." I mean, you had a way to sign up with your email address if you didn't want to.
1: But if you logged in with Google, you it gave the the
0: permission screen
1: full control. Yeah, and because I knew their association with Google, I was just like, "I'm okay with this." And like, I knew what what I was doing, but like, I was like, "I'm this is okay." Like, I I understand who these people are, so I, I took that leap of faith. A lot of people, though, don't understand what they're giving up. And a lot of people understood what was being asked of them to give up and were like, hell to the no. This is not an acceptable thing for you to ask. And then Niantic released a very kind of honest and and humbling statement where they were like, yeah, we didn't do that on purpose. Like, we just were setting up the login and we just took, like, the path of least resistance. We're not collecting any of the data we have access to. We're collecting, like your email address so you yeah. can log in and that's it. Cause we don't need any of that other stuff yeah. for the game to function. So like the very next day they apologized and they fixed it. Yeah. And all of the podcasts that came out in like that 12 hour window and all the the blog posts and everything that I read yeah. were just like, Oh my God, they're
0: stealing hey, all of your data. This is what Google always does. Whatever. Yeah. We-
1: yeah. Just all the stuff you expect. And then when I saw that this got obnoxious
0: race to be first, it's (laughs) the podcast version of forum posts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, I don't blame, you know, tech news for talking about that because for about 15 hours, it was like a big news story, but very few of the shows that I listened to and blog posts that I saw and read were measured about it. They assumed the worst or they reported it in a strictly factual way But the facts seem negative, even though the context of, like, knowing who the company is, knowing their history, you would maybe give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. So even the people who didn't rush to say they were the devil were like, well, I'm not saying they're not the devil.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, well, then you might as well just say
0: it. why do you need this? And since we hadn't seen anything else yet, it seems like you're saying you need this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I mean – in. There's probably a good argument to be made that that massive backlash is what made them fix it, not at all, but so quickly. Yeah. So that's good, but I mean, that's a silver lining to an otherwise very sad, rain, dark, rainy cloud. Um, There was... What was the one other thing? Ah, the one other thing I wanted to mention about... the Oh, I lied too. Two other things <laughs> I wanted to mention about this. One of them, of course, uh, some enterprising people have figured out how to spoof a gps locator on a phone and they have created twitch plays pokemon go (laughs) because there's one phone that now thinks it's moving around the world right um there's a whole other conversation that can be had about the drones people have attached their phone to and the amazing ways people are cheating (laughs) in this game but i can't even be mad brings out
0: so much ingenuity
1: (laughs) yeah it's like prisoners making weapons in their cells out of toilet paper it's like I I can't even be mad at someone who builds a drone and flies their phone around to catch Pikachu. Like you, you do you man, you do you. Um, but the the thing I do think is a little bit interesting is, is, uh, how quickly the backlash against the popularity spawned actual products where you could, uh, like there's a Chrome plugin that's in the show notes that hides all mentions of Pokemon go. Um, (laughs) There was an amazing uh, Edward Snowden article on Medium about how he had left his secure facility to catch, like, an Abra or whatever, (laughs) and, like, then the U.S. had actually lured him there. Like, it was fake, (laughs) and that, that was, like, how they captured him. And the the whole beginning part of the article is just like oh my god Edward Snowden was captured and the U S like lured him out of hiding and then they start talking about Pokemon Go and you're like wait what and then it, <laughs> it, it's like a, a good onion article like it sinks in at just the right time that they're screwing with you yeah um, and then you know there's just been the general like oh my god please stop please for <laughs> love of God stop talking about it but it's it it's interesting technology it's it's causing some interesting social side effects like. Other than the media <laughs> century, David Attenborough
0: <laughs> narrating it. <laughs>
1: that one's tremendous. Uh, I was disappointed that it's clips of him, not actually him live <laughs> doing Pokemon Go. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of amazing stuff the internet produces. Is They took audio of David Attenborough talking about animals and put it over footage of Pokemon Go.
0: It is going to be something that we remember twenty sixteen for like I don't know if we'll care in twenty seventeen about it, no but, it's like the tickle me elmo of this year kind of thing, maybe,
1: yeah, <laughs> but twenty years from now when people I mean, talk this about game 2016, format
0: may be around to stay, but sure
1: yeah the the a r your phone has a bunch of cool sensors in it thing i don't I don't think it's going away,
0: no, not at all
1: um but I mean Pokemon's a pretty enduring franchise, like will it there's there's no conceivable way it could maintain this level of hype indefinitely.
0: Well, unless it gets hooked into a business model of the lures and businesses wanting to lure foot traffic. Oh, that, that's already happening. Yeah. yeah and so that's the biggest bet on, like, yeah, I don't think people buying Pokeballs is going to be sustainable, like, big business. But if you can get it into a sizable, like, hey, catch our Pokemon and get $2 off a smoothie, like... I don't want the world to only function that way because I don't want to have to play the game um, to well, get you, discounts you just want to
1: not be punished for not doing yeah, it yeah
0: like i if everyone that loves it, keep loving it. I got no problem with yeah. that,
1: yeah, if I have to pay full price for a smoothie, that's fine, but don't charge me more because yeah. I didn't catch your pokemon <laughs> yeah um there so if if either of us knew a little bit more about business, there is a very interesting thing with Nintendo that a, a business Expert could probably explain to me in, like, a paragraph, but...
0: How stupid investors are?
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) there's that. But, uh, so, Pokemon is made by the Pokemon Company, which is an independent company of which Nintendo owns a very large...
0: 32%.
1: Yes. But they are an independent company. They are not Nintendo. Uh, Niantic has nothing to do with Nintendo. They just made the software and published the game. Nintendo's stock... The week Pokemon Go was released went up something. It raised their valuation something absurdly like double. Or something? I, I think it was like eight billion dollars. Their their the company's value yeah. went up. Yeah, the huge stock gains, huge valuation, market cap gains, and <laughs> they technically have nothing to do with this. Yeah, but everyone just associates Pokemon with Nintendo so strongly that the stock market was like, yeah nintendo you guys is it like is
0: podcasts it, and apple
1: yeah yeah i mean that, <laughs> that if somehow that, that
0: could affect their stock that
1: market coupling is just so tight and if you're at nintendo and the executive board you've got to just be like mobile games let's do more of this <laughs> let's let's keep this yeah. train going
0: well i mean they had to kind of lean their head into the room the investor room and go guys uh number one this isn't going to affect our revenue or bottom line that much. And number two, our, our forecast was already factoring this in. Sure. (laughs) And then that plus the, the, the widespread realization of these facts, (laughs) they've dropped back down. Yeah.
1: Uh, I did hear a probably made up and unsubstantiated number that, uh, the game is pulling in something like a million dollars a day. Yeah. Because, you have just randos who are buying Pokeballs and things. You have hardcore randos who are buying lots of Pokeballs <laughs> and things. And then you have businesses who they're they're like, yeah, I'll invest $50 in lures if it'll keep kids in here eating pizza and drinking soda all day. Yeah.
0: Like, well, it's it's another example of one of the biggest currencies of the modern era is attention. And so this is a product that's captured a lot of attention and you can literally sell that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was – and and this um, – I just want to make mention of this in case you have some interesting thoughts, but I, I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, I think it was on Vox. Um, it was a very long piece. It was either Vox or The Atlantic. I'll try and find it if I can be bothered. Uh, and a very long piece about how um, this kind of economy where money is funneled in from a lot of people to a very, very small group of people is – like something that's wrong with the current digital economy yeah because you have a handful of people who can basically just vacuum money from an unlimited distance for an unlimited amount of time (laughs) so you know you have like uh i don't know what's what's some steam game that has like crappy in-app purchases
0: can you think of one uh, just, just like, the DLC epidemic. Isn't, you know.
1: Yeah. There, isn't there like some weird counter-strike go thing where you could buy like skins for your guns?
0: None of it affects the gameplay. So I've never bought a single thing. Yeah. You but you mo-
1: Money can be spent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for, so an, you, you get these chests after you finish around uh, and you have to buy $2 keys. Right. And then they're random. What is in them? Yeah.
1: So for a very small amount of work on the creator's part, and for basically no actual production value other than entertainment, they're sucking in a huge amount of capital. Yeah. And I don't want to begrudge someone who has a business model like that their success, but people do get a little too sucked into these things sometimes, yeah. right? Like we've we've seen the stories about the kid who buys like a thousand dollars worth of coins for some game on like yeah. mom and dad's iPhone.
0: There's weird economics that are like, yeah, like strangely affecting things. The nice thing with the Counter Strike thing is I've I'm never gonna like I bought the game. I'm never gonna spend a single dime on getting a fancy knife that does the same (laughs) amount of damage, but it's fancy. (laughs) Um, But one of the nice things is uh, I can also put these chests up on the market, the Steam market, and I mean they're they're worth like two cents, five cents, nine cents, right. Of real money, like Steam store credit. Not sure. they're not going to send me a check, but but, it, but it's money. And some of them are, you know, I've been playing Counter Strike long enough that occasionally they hand out like, "Hey, you've been here for ten years. Here's a special thing." Here's a gold chest or and, whatever. Um, you can sell those, and those might go for a dollar or two dollars. And so I've gotten real free Steam games out of. This economy, I don't care about.
1: Yeah, this this is the the Google Play Rewards thing on Android. Yeah, like if I go to Home Depot and they ask me, "Hey, were you just at Home Depot so we can improve our maps?" I go, "Yep." And they go, "Here's a quarter." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "That's that's fine."
0: Yeah, yeah. It's basically, am I willing to click the five times to put it on the market? Right. And it's it's crazy how detailed like the Steam tools are because it'll show you like a 30 day chart of the going rate for this item and so you can try to say hey i think the market for this kind of chest is going to bounce up so i'm going to put it out for auction for 20 cents instead of 10 cents and then i don't care how long it has to sit on the the virtual shelf i'll just play the long game that eventually someone's going to be willing to pay 20 cents for this (laughs)
1: I'm gonna get those two thin dimes. Which photo
0: do I care? I'm not in a hurry, so I'm like I like list of like a couple cents above market value every time, and then I'm like <laughs> it can sit there forever. I don't care. <laughs> There's a. I would love for someone who understands
1: economies really well to explain to me if this is actually a problem because it feels a little weird yeah like right? it's C-
0: some kind of bubble of some kind yeah people people buying
1: <laughs> chests and pokeballs and things and like where does all that money go and what the people who get it what do they do with it
0: like, yeah is that
1: just out of the economy now it's into somebody's like coffers like d- does nintendo or niantic yeah, have it, a big scrooge McDuck is a money a source <laughs> of
0: like income gaps widening yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a bigger topic for Airbnb for that because I've been reading articles about – because it's no longer mom and pop has an extra room. It's professional companies buy up rental property and then run Airbnb as a less regulated hotel.
1: Yes, absolutely. And those kinds of things – always end up getting exploited.
0: Really cool in the short term when you're like, "Hey, I'm in San Francisco and here's $50. I can stay somewhere." And then years later you realize that the whole economy for renting has gone to Yeah. Shit. You basically So I just summed it up. We had the yeah, topic now.
1: Yeah. Yay. Um that's well, kind of a sad note to go out on, but you you want to go But it's related
0: and- <laughs> these weird disruptions in the economies
1: Oh, no, it's totally... Re- I just, I feel um, I'm a little skittish to comment too extensively because I no know... No one's going to make
0: it this far in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I assume... If you did, tell me you did. <laughs> I
1: assume as soon as I said Pokemon Go, people threw their phones out the window, their car or whatever, or they were like, oh, man, he's going to tell me where all the secret Pikachu are, and I'm sorry, I don't know. Um, but you have been away for a couple weeks, so I think you should do the honors of taking us out.
0: Alright, thank you so much for listening to episode 130 of Flipping Tables. So here's our, our little spiel at the end. Uh, we've got show notes at sunriserobot.net slash FlippingTables slash uh, 130. We got Uh, links to a million Pokemon Go. I don't know. You had a lot in the show notes. We'll see if you pick a subset for the actual show notes. (laughs) Some some of them are good. Um, We'll get some links to some of the Comic-Con stuff I mentioned, including the Deus Ex uh, bungee cord spill from Justin's Instagram account. And uh, so you can enjoy that. Um, You can also uh, tweet at us if you want to have some some commentary about this. Uh, I'm at pseudo Michael and...
1: I am at lions in beta.
0: Or if you want to kind of see what other people are saying, uh, use our Reddit community, which we mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you go to reddit.com slash R slash flipping tables, you'll see a link to each episode, including this one. And, uh, then you can leave some comments where we'll be active in there. It's, it's a good time. Um, one of the things we post in there is every show we're always taking notes on funny things we think could be the show title. And so we'll always post a list of the not quite winners on that. And, you know, I think that's one of, you know, weirdly my favorite things about doing the show is coming up with ridiculous episode titles. Uh, While you're at our show notes, if you're on our website, you can subscribe to our show or if you have a a podcast app you love like Pocket Casts or... uh, what's the one I used to overcast overcast you don't know your own I don't even know wait
1: did you see they finally released the update to pocket Cast. they did we
0: can talk about it next week <laughs> um anyway if you, if you search for flipping tables in most podcast apps it'll show right up and you can just click subscribe that way you get new episodes delivered automatically you don't even have to think about it you just press play on your morning commute and you enjoy our rants um if you want to support us more directly uh, you can head to our patreon if you go to patreon.com sunrise robot uh, we actually just had a recent new edition which you'll hear in the next bit of our ending spiel which is special thanks to all our sponsors including Matt Mariner Sean Byrne Benji Robinson Harley Quinn Cunningham Carolyn Kraut Cliff Lyons Ida Abramovich Justin Edwards Joan Edwards and newcomer Warren Myers thank you all so much
1: so so much love